Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, a couple summers ago, I had the great privilege of visiting, in connection with a film we were making, uh, the sites connected to St. Ignatius of Loyola. We went to the Basque country, to Loyola, where he was born and uh, where he recuperated from his war wounds, where he had his great conversion experience. We went to Montserrat, that wonderful Benedictine monastery, where he pledged his life to Christ. We um, ended up at the, in the rooms where he died in Rome, right next to the great church of the Jesu, where he's buried. But for me, the most moving place to visit was a little cave in a town called Manresa. Manresa is not too far from Barcelona. And the young Ignatius, after he's turned his life over to Christ, spends about nine months literally living in this cave in utter simplicity. He had been obsessed as a young man with his appearance. He wanted to be a, a courtier. He wanted to, to cut a dashing figure. So trying to turn away from that, he kind of let himself go. He let his hair grow, let his fingernails grow. He lived in, in poverty and simplicity and fasting for those nine months. He was often consumed with um, lust, and so he lived in an austere celibacy for that time. Since he was so obsessed with his reputation, he decided to live for those months as a, as a nobody, even as worse than a nobody. Because anyone seeing him would say, well, who's that weirdo? Who's that vagabond wandering around? That's how he lived for those nine months. And out of that experience came the famous spiritual exercises. If you go on a Jesuit retreat to this day, you'll be taken through the exercises that he composed while he was going through that time at Manresa. Now, I think the heart of what he learned at that time, the heart of what he teaches in the exercises, is this idea of detachment. He was attached to many of the goods of the world. I've named some of them. Wealth and power and prestige and cutting a dashing figure, all that. But if he was to do the will of God, he knew he had to become detached from those addictions and those obsessions. So during those nine months, in a particularly intense way, he engaged in this spiritual exercise of detachment. You know what came out of it is a principle that's basic to the exercises, basic to Jesuit spirituality. He called it the agere contra, which is Latin simply for to act against, to do against. The idea is simple. If you're attached or addicted to some worldly good, well, then the best thing is to act against it, is to, is to press aggressively even in the opposite direction. Remember long ago, 
the great Greek philosopher Aristotle said, if a stick is bent this way and, and the idea is to straighten it out, you have to kind of bend it back the other direction. You have, to, you have to bend it out of shape in the other direction to bring it back online. So if your spiritual life is disordered, like you're, you're drawn to a, a worldly good in an exaggerated way, well, then you've got to run in the other direction. Adjure contra. So, for example, Ignatius teaches, if sensual pleasure, let's say the, the goods of, of, of eating and drinking, are really important to you, and you know, look at our culture today, there are a lot of us who are preoccupied with if, you know, eating and drinking and good food and all that. Well, if that's your hang-up, adjure contra. Act against it. Fast. Why is fasting so important in the spiritual order? Because oh, we, you know, we hate this world and we hate a, a sensual pleasure. No, no, no. It's this bent stick idea that if you're exaggeratedly pulled in that direction, you've got to go in the opposite direction. So you fast. Let's say you're too caught up in nice things, you know, being surrounded by the comforts of the world that become too much of a preoccupation for you. Maybe you're spending a lot of your waking hours obsessed with, you know, making your life as comfortable as possible. Well then, adjure contra. Live as Ignatius did, not only in Manresa, but other points in his life, on purpose living in radical simplicity and poverty. You know, to this day, uh, young Jesuit novices practice this. They're given a little bit of money, and they're told to go on a kind of pilgrimage. they got to get from point A to point B, but relying not on their own uh, resources, but relying on, on the providence of God and the goodness of people around them. So when you're too addicted to the comfortable life, you actively embrace an uncomfortable life. Suppose you're too attached to money, and there are many of us in our culture who are in that situation. It's become a kind of addiction. I never have enough of it. So I strive and strive and strive. People that invest in the stock market, they do fine, but it's not enough. They've got big bank accounts, but they're not big enough. Let's say money has become your preoccupation. Well, adjure contra. Give a lot of it away. For how many people in the spiritual life, you look at over the history of, uh, of the saints, you'll find this move. Maybe Francis of Assisi, most famously, I mean, literally handing over uh, all of his possessions, including the clothes on his back. Give away your money. Give away your material things. If that's become too much an obsession to you. Suppose, like Ignatius of Loyola, who wanted to be the dashing courtier, you're preoccupied with honor, with being noticed. Everyone's looking at me. Well, I mean, there are a lot of us in our, in our culture today who are preoccupied with this. I want to be in the first place. I, I want to be the one that's, that's in the headlines. I want to be the one who's noticed. Well, if that's your hang-up, adjure contra. Actively seek obscurity. Actually seek not to be noticed. Go in the opposite direction. Okay? Adjure contra in service of detachment, which is finally in service of doing God's will. Now, let me, I want to be really clear about that. I want to say that again. So we don't get hung up on this as some kind of puritanical program. It's not that at all. It's the adjure contra so as to get away from attachments, 
which are preventing me from doing God's will. Because what matters is God's will. That's why Ignatius says at the beginning of the exercises, Lord, whether I have a long life or short life, I don't care. Whether I'm rich or poor, I don't care. Whether they love me or hate me, I don't care as long as I'm doing your will. The whole purpose of the exercises is to find that will, to discern the will of God. But to follow it, I've got to be detached. To be detached, I've got to adjure contra. That's the program. Okay, all of that is an introduction to this famous story we see in the gospel today. Jesus is at a banquet. And, you know, not a little family supper, but a banquet. A lot of, you know, rich and famous people there. And, and you know, we have our version of that. You go to a you know, formal dinner and, and all the, you know, the insiders are there. All the, the big wheels are, are there. What does he notice? He noticed how people are actively looking for the most prominent place at the banquet. And again, you know, a fellow sinners, right? We know how this works. You come in the room, a lot of famous people there, and can I, can I get that front table? Can I be with, you know, the, the glitterati? Can I be with the, the rich and the famous people? Can I jockey for position so that everybody notices me? I mean, we play this game all the time. Jesus says, when you're invited to a wedding banquet, don't recline at the place of honor. Rather, when you're invited, go and take the lowest place. What's he talking about? Avant la lettre, right? <laughs> Long before Ignatius, he's talking about the agere contra. If this is your temptation, and it is for a lot of us, then purposely and actively move in the opposite direction. Take the lowest place. How often, like when you come into a room like that, you know what I'm talking about. And, and you feel the temptation. I, I got to be number one here. Can you say, you know what? On purpose, I'm going to sit at a table 135. <laughs> I'm going to make myself obscure. I'm going to make sure that they don't notice me. Think of how many times, how much, how much energy is spent in our lives jockeying for position. What if we said... I'm going to opt out. I'm just not going to play the game. Well, one thing, you'll throw everybody off, believe me. You'll, they'll, they'll wonder what is going on. You'll, you'll throw everybody off. But also, you're going to find something like freedom. If we can get that monkey of attachment off our backs, oh, I need to be more wealthy. I need to be more powerful. I need to be more honored. It's, it's an addiction. And our language of addiction is, is the best way to translate the spiritual principle, I think. You know how addictions work is, is you get something and you get a buzz from it. This is booze. This is the drugs. This is sex. This is honor. This is uh, money, whatever it is. But then it wears off. Well, I got to get more of it. And then you get the buzz, but it wears off even faster. Then you got to get more of it, more of it, more of it. Before you know it, your whole life is preoccupied with attaining these worldly goods. And what that's doing, everybody, is it's blocking your access to the will of God. Ah, what a liberation 
if you can finally say, you know what? I'm not going to play the game. I'm out. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this with social media because, and I know, I'm on social media right now, you know, if you're watching this sermon. I get it. It's good in many ways. But it's, it becomes its own addiction too. It draws us into itself. And the liberation that comes when I can just say, you know what? I'm out. If you want to understand religious vows, think of it along these lines. It's exactly what it is. You say, well, why would these people have poverty and chastity and obedience? Why would they do that? Because they realize they're in the grip of addictions. Why would you take a vow of poverty? So you're just, you're out of the game of questing, questing, questing for more and more wealth. Why would you accept something like chastity or celibacy? Because you don't want to be in that game of constantly searching for that pleasure. Why obedience? Well, because, look, I'm looking for power and prestige, and I'm number one all the time. What if I just opted out of that game? And I said, I, no, I'm willing to be, to be told what to do. I'm willing to be put in my place by somebody else. That's what happened to Ignatius in Manresa, letting his fingernails grow and his hair grow. <laughs> I, I'm out of the game. That's what he was saying. I'm out of the game of, of who's the top courtier living in poverty and simplicity. I'm out of the game of, of who's rising, who's fallen, who's richer. Pfft, forget it. Forget it. So think of this simple image, everybody. They're all jockeying for the highest position. Jesus says, hey, you know what? Take the lowest place. Because you're probably going to find, let's be honest, more interesting people on table 135. Am I right? You know, <laughs> you're up at table number one. You're with a lot of obsessives. You're, you're with a lot of weirdos and obsessives at table number one because they're all caught in this. They're not that interesting. Again, am I right? They're not that interesting. Go to table 135. They're a lot more because they're more real. And then secondly, you're going to be breathing much freer spiritual air at table 135. Take the lowest place. It's actually a lot more fun. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.